You're listening to Galaxy of Film. Welcome back to the Brain Ups of Galaxy of Film. I'm, of course, your host, Max, joined with my slightly shorter co-host, Danilo. How are you doing, man? Bro, fuck Luckies. I'm out of a job. I love it. <laughs> out of years of tenure, years of stories, it has finally come to a close. By no fault of any of my coworkers, by any means. I love them all. I hang out with two all the time now. You know, best friends with, like, four of them. Five. But you know what? Manager quit. Then one other friend quit. Then I got the call and said, Daniel, I quit. I'm not coming to work today. Then I called and I said, I quit too. And then about three other people quit in one day. And probably a span of maybe four or five hours. Damn, dude. Justice for Hallie. Hell yeah. And <laughs> Therese and Tiffany. Damn, dude. So how's it feel? How's it feel? You're a free man? I mean, it feels all right, dude. I mean, I saw a new job probably this fucking weekend or next week. You know? Sick one, dude. Sick. But it's cool to get some time. It's cool to get a week off, dude. Like, I don't know if it's well deserved, but it's deserved. Come on, dude. I was expecting some like some hypeness around this. If you'd be fucking amped up celebrating like a goddamn Ewok, man. No, dude. I'm just chill with it, man. I could care. I couldn't care about the job, dude. So I was you like, you just it. been bitching for the last forty fucking episodes of this podcast about this place, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Job blue dick, man. Oh, you know what else I get to do? I get to throw away all my clothes now. That's not like just straight. Ah. So this is the grand finale our listeners get. Job blue dick. It is, dude. That's all they're gonna hear about Lucky's, man. I liked all my coworkers, man. Shout out to all you guys. God, you're such a there, fuck, dude. You're pick up my W two, pick up uh, my last two paychecks, and then call it a day. You're such a fuck, dude. What, man? What can I say? Jesus Christ, dude. Well, guys, we're got, we're talking a couple films this week. A couple films involving uh, some larger Back than. Alright, dude, you can just calm that. It's alright. Yeah, yeah. Some some fat films, dude. These are the fatty films. Yeah, dude. (laughs) First, let's go ahead, dude. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about some news real quick. But first off, very, very first off, my short film came out last week, Like a Surgeon. Um, We talked about it briefly in the podcast last week as well. Link down below. I had a fantastic cast and crew on this piece that came together for it. Um, worked very hard on it, so go check it out. Like a Surgeon, up on galaxyfilm.com and Galaxy Film Productions on YouTube. So, yeah, dude. Also, your short film comes out in a couple weeks, dude, for the Facebook group. Yeah, it does, dude. February 9th, Facebook. Yeah, man. Go check it out. Galaxy of Film fan group on Facebook. Ran by our buddy Shamim. Shout out to him. But, um, yeah, dude, you've been, you've been sitting on this for a while now. So, yeah, it's exciting to get this out finally. Yeah, it's almost been a year, dude. No, I... Fuck, dude. I think I remember what day I shot it, what day our first day of shooting was. But I know, if I go like back to old emails, I know the first time I was in contact with the actress who did it with me. Mm-hmm. Um, we're close. I think, dude, we're very close to a year of when we actually started production on this fucking film. Dang, dude. Time fucking flies. Time does fucking fly, dude. And you know what? Talk about something real quick, dude. Because mm-hmm. I still have the emails and I want to know how close we actually are, dude. Because I think... We're actually really fucking close, dude. I'm not even lying. Okay, okay. To a year of production. I'll just keep going on, dude, because you know what? I 
have the email pulled up already. E M. Uh, we've emailed a few times, few times. Oh no, never mind, dude. Whoops. Damn, dude, we got this shit done fast, bro. This shit didn't start till fucking Friday, February twenty fifth. God damn, dude. We got a whole fifteen minute film done, dude, in like two months. Editing was a month then too. That's fucking nuts, dude. That is nuts, man. God. That's just the grind, dude. That's just the grind. February twenty fifth, though. What day is that, man? Is that Thursday? Um, let me check. Let me check. God, you're putting me on the fucking That's spot. That's when the party will be really starting. February twenty fifth is a Saturday. Damn, dude. Damn. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna go run the fucking streets of East Lansing, dog. Yeah, dude. You know what? I will, bro. I think. <laughs> I think we will. I think we will. I think I'll go out with you and the friends or whatever. That's supposed tear, to be, dude. Tear up the town. Tear up the town, bro. Find Fuck my yeah. Jackie out there, bro. Fuck yeah, but, dude. Uh, and you got the Patagonia, Patagonia to go ahead and uh, rock out as well, dude. Nah, dude, no. <laughs> Property yeah, Galaxy of Film, dude. Let's go there. Oh, boy. Speaking of things getting killed this week, dude, let's go ahead and talk about the news. Um, first, and the only thing on the news we have, really, Adult Swim cuts its ties of Justin Roiland, creator and actor for Rick and Morty. What are your thoughts on this, dude? It's gonna be an unpopular opinion, dude. It really is. They should just wait till the trial was done. Whatever was, they should wait till like you know, because there was accusations, right? So he's gonna get charged with all this stuff. He's gonna mm. have to go to trial. Whatever. What they should have done was keep it on the back burner. See what the hell happens. Wait till time passes over, and see what the outcome is. And like, I don't know how long this trial will take. You know, I don't know when he'll see. You know that trial. I don't even know if there will be a trial, dude. But I'm pretty sure there will be, right? Like, there has to be for this, for something like this. From my understanding, from what I've read, someone else was previously convicted for this. Okay. And so there was a mix-up. This I could be totally wrong with this as well, but... Yeah, yeah. There's been a mix-up. Someone else is in prison for, allegedly, the actions that Justin Roiland committed. So I, I don't know if there's a trial for something like that either. Do we know those actions, too, by the way? I think it was something about, like, hitting his, like, an axe or something like that. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's that's obviously bad. I'm, I'm not condoning, I'm not, you know, saying, you know, keep him on the production. Keep him, you know, around X, Y, Z. Mm. But I, I would have just waited. I would have waited to see what the hell this all means, what the hell happens. I mean, you got Dan Harmon, who, who, who has sex with an sex doll and records himself doing it and they didn't get rid of him mm. you know so it makes me beg the question why did we take this step then with justin then you know and not dan now justin also did some other stuff too you know i guess he was like talking to people on instagram and twitter and all that fun stuff dms were leaked mm. but uh I, I don't know dude i i don't know i i, I think it either needs to be canceled or it needs to just be put on hold. No in between. No continued with different voice actors and everything like that. Mm -hmm. With that writing staff or anything like that. And you know what's really interesting too? Hulu's kept them. Mm -hmm. For solar opposites as of we're recording this. That is that's true, dude. I, you would think they dropped them first. Yeah, because that's Disney owned. Yeah, I didn't even think about that one actually. I forgot about Solar Opposites. 
Yeah. No, I, I, I didn't watch season three or whatever when it came out. So I don't know if it was like three and done, you know, like we're calling it a day. But uh, it, it's just weird, dude. It's just weird. It doesn't surprise me by any means. There needs to be repercussions for his actions. Same with Dan. You know, they, I don't, in my opinion, Dan really didn't do anything too bad. It was, he was trying to, it was back when comedy was, quote unquote, comedy was something like that. You know, mm. like that is like very dark and not very good. But that's just what it was back then, you know. Um, but no, Justin for sure, dude. He, uh, he, one day the chickens come home to roost, as they said in The Wolf of Wall Street. And the chickens have come home to roost for Justin, dude. I was about to say, his, uh, his charges were a felony count of domestic battery with corporal injury. Don't even know what the fuck that means, dude. Corporal's and, uh, head, isn't it? No. I have no clue. Corporal, teeth, mouth, I don't know, dude. But yeah, so it sounds like domestic <laughs> abuse. And then it was so, also yeah. a felony count of false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud, and or deceit. Listen, dude, fraud ain't a bad one. But, uh, <laughs> no, nah, the first one's pretty bad, dude. So yeah, dude, no. It's, uh, we'll see what happens with them. And mm. we'll see if they'll stick by that decision, too. I agree with what you're saying, though, man. I think it should be either canceled or on hold. The it going on or recasting, I think it will be its ultimate downfall for Rick and Morty. Which clearly, yeah, yeah, clearly yeah. this is bigger than just the actor itself. But when you have yeah, not only the the writer and creator, but he's also the talent for both characters, you're really and at a standstill. Like, like a good like handful of just those stupid-ass cameos that are in there, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Ansemize Johnson and all that bullshit. Yeah, dude, like, fucking, like, The Simpsons can go on without Matt groaning if he were to do anything. But same yeah. thing of, like, Family Guy. Seth MacFarlane, if you lose him, what do you do at that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting, dude, to see them go forward. I wonder what this meeting has been like, dude. Because this had to have been, like, a legit discussion when that's every... That is the main dude there, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, go go to who's running this. Mm. It's Zavlov, dude. You know, he's the head of Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers owns Cartoon Network, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, he probably wants that money still, and he will probably wants to see how this would do with one season without him. Because they've made so much fucking money off these three, six seasons, or five seasons that they have. Six. I think it's mm. six now. Yes, yeah, You know. Like, they have Funko Pops, dude. They have toys. They have plushes. Like, this blew up. Mm -hmm. You know, this blew up completely from just, uh, you know, quote-unquote comedy sketch about fucking Doc from, uh, what the fuck you call Back to the Future and M M Morty, dude. Or Marty. Marty. <laughs> yeah, Marty, man. Yeah. You know, about fucking balls and shit. Like, just absolute crude jokes. Mm -hmm. And it turned into this, man. So it's like... They they just made bank off of it in my like they've made bank, dude. Oh, absolutely. So there's video games now to it, so it's like okay, Zaslav's probably one in the office, and he's like, "We have an extra few hundred to spare. Let's spare it, and let's see if we make it back." Yeah. And if we do, let's do it again. And if we do, let's do it again. You know. That is true, dude. Yeah. That is true. I wonder who they'll get to do a uh, Rick and Morty. I was, you know what my thing, you know what the first thought I had was? Hmm. No one. They probably have so much take of Justin Roiland's voice in this show. And AI can do it for at this fucking point. Oh, dude, I forget that's a thing now with voice talent. I know it is, dude. It's weird that that is now a thing. 
And think about how those contracts are now put up. When you listen to Dave Chappelle and, you know, Kanye saying, like, in a contract, we can use your likeness and personality and, and you know, everything like that is when you sign one of those fucking contracts or one of these studios. Yeah, not dude. So maybe they're just going to do that. And, you know, as shits and giggles when, you know, it says Rick and Morty uh, credits, it's going to say Rick, Rick, Morty, played by Morty, you know? I could see that, dude. I could see it. And no one would bat an eye because that's just how the show would function. I, if if they were to go the route of uh, you know casting someone or whatever, whether it be like a full special or not, I would like to see Christopher Lloyd as Rick, dude. I know we got that like TV spot thing with him actually being it. I think why yeah, not? Yeah, that was kind of cool. Go ahead, be creative with it while you're in this weird stuck period. Do the live action episode. Do a couple of them. You know, yeah, yeah. take the fucking risk. Do something different during the season when you're while you're in the position of not having the talent. Bring in some extra talent before you do your AI thing or recast. Have some fun with it. Yeah, that'd be cool too, man. It's yeah. it'll be interesting, dude. It's a really weird business decision, though, in my opinion. But like I said, if they had the extra hundred hundred grand to spend, you know, that they could take the loss on, they mm. they do it. I think to see how much they can gain off of it once again. Yeah. yeah. Dang, dude. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. Obviously, we'll be talking about it as it as more information comes along. Yeah. Uh, did you watch it? Did you Were you all caught up? I, I was not, dude. I'm on season four okay. still. Jesus, buddy. I know, dude. I got like halfway yeah. through season four when you were amping up talking about season six regularly on the show. Oh, dude. It was something special, dude. I, I No, it was five. Five I watched. Six came out. That's not streaming yet. And seven, I guess, is about to come out. But okay. it was five, dude. Five was just great storytelling. From a storytelling standpoint, dude, it is was fantastic. The last episode, the last like three episodes. I need to catch up, dude. I'm, I met Justin Roiland a few years ago at a convention, dude. Like I loved his shit. You know, I loved yeah. Rick and Morty when it first popped off. I liked it too, and I didn't. I hate it. I didn't. Actually, I shouldn't say I hate. But I never got into any of that adult like animation. Mm-hmm. You know, I never got into The Simpsons. I never got into South Park. I never got into. Uh, American Dad, Family Guy, uh, what was what's, what was the black guy show? The Cleveland Show. Mm-hmm. I never got into any of that. And just one day, I I think I popped on Rick and Morty, and I was like, this shit's actually great storytelling. Yeah. You know? And so, I liked it, and I was like, damn. Dang, dude. Yeah. Speaking of great storytelling, dude, however, we did get some Oscar nominations today. I know you were up early for them. Um, let's go ahead, man. What are some of your thoughts on a few things? We won't get in too much detail because we'll be doing a big Oscars live stream whenever the award ceremony happens. But uh, what are your yeah, thoughts yeah, on yeah. this thing? Uh, fuck Top Gun, Maverick, dude. I don't give a fuck if you like that movie. You can suck my dick for all I care. Um, shouldn't have never gotten a Best Picture nomination. I'll agree with that on sound, and that's about it. Um, shout out to Ana de Armas, dude. I, I was, I we called it day one here at Galaxy of Film, dude. That she would get, that she deserved. That best actress nomination, she did. Mm-hmm. She's got the fucking Razzie for it as well. That blows my fucking mind, dude. Um, that they would do that, but I was I was very happy to see that. But the biggest one for sure was Brendan Fraser, dude. I think we all here at Galaxy Film wanted Brendan Fraser to get that Oscar nomination. He did, man. Absolutely, and, dude. You know we're gonna be talking about the whale in like a few minutes. But uh, yeah, dude, it was good to see him do that. And then there was like that actors on actors got that got released like either yesterday or early this morning as well. And you know it was um, oh god, short round and Frazier talking. Mm-hmm. And I guess like when they met at like one of these red carpet thing events, I guess Brandon Frazier came over to him and, and he was like, "We're we, we're still here," 
you know, after all this shit that Hollywood did to us, you and I are still here. Because I guess they did a movie together back in, like, 91. Yeah, yeah, they did, they did. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, it was, it was great to see that, dude. It was great to see that. Those are two great people, in my opinion. And he, and, Shorty's nominated, too. Yeah, dude, I was proud of that. That one didn't surprise me as much, though. I was like, if he's winning all these, like, Golden Globes and, mm-hmm. you know, gay awards, they, they're for sure going to nominate him for the Oscars. Um, the big one that also surprised me from everything everywhere all at once was the, the Jabberwocky girl, the, whatever her fucking name was, dude. I forget her name. I know you're talking about yeah. that. Yeah. The, the, per, the antagonist in that movie, cause I, it was very like, is she going to, she deserves it, but is she going to get nominated? And she did for supporting actress. I, I was very pumped to see. Mm-hmm. I'm but, pumped uh, that, that was- uh, Marcel Lachelle was nominated for best animated yeah. picture. My mom and sister, dude, they were texting me about that. They were asking me if I saw it. I was like, no, but like I said, you liked it. And it was on some other people's like top five of the year for sure. Mm. Or 10 that we did for the year. And they instantly bought it. Like they, they are watching it right now. Like just finishing up. Yeah, dude, you got to watch that one. That's so, so fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised it got nominated for animation, but you know, it's stop motion. So I guess that does count. Like that yeah. doesn't not count, but I was, it, you know, I think it was more adult people in it. Wasn't it or something like that? No, primarily it is animation. There's only one character in it, like one human that we really oh, see. Okay. Well, no, there's yeah, there is a couple other humans, but just one main human character throughout the film. Yeah, yeah, but stop animation, you yeah. still animation. Did Pinocchio get nominated for stop motion animation, dude? I don't. Did I didn't even see anything about Pinocchio, dude. That's what I'm saying, bro. I know it didn't get a best picture. I don't think. No, it didn't. Yeah, but uh, sadly, nah. the Batman was snubbed. Yeah, Batman was snubbed, dude. Paul Dano was snubbed. Mm, that score fuck, was snubbed. Fuck the Fablemans, dude. If you like Steven Spielberg, you don't have any movie taste. I promise you that. He's made <sighs> one good movie. He's made one good movie. Everything else is a load of shit. Jesus. Um, but yeah, dude. no, dude. Um, I was surprised he got nominated for the Fablemans instead of the fucking Paul da- like the Riddler. Yeah. You know, like, and you know what, dude? I'll go as far as say as Pattinson was snubbed. Really? Yeah, dude. I'll go as far as say as the entire Batman, not the entire cast. I will go say the entire cast, dude. I'll say the entire movie of Batman got snubbed. I can and agree on I, that. Yeah. I wonder why, dude. I wonder why. Wonder why, dude. Cause it was a good dude. It had it had a great score. Mm-hmm. A phenomenal score, dude. Incredible. Great acting by Paul Dano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on! Incredible makeup of Colin Farrell. I know we got the makeup yeah. nominee, but still. Yeah, makeup for Farrell and the acting for Farrell too, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, and then obviously uh, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, but uh. Even I even yeah. liked uh, Jeffrey Wright, dude, as Gordon. I really liked his Gordon. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, I haven't seen the other. I haven't seen a lot of the Oscar movies, man. Like the only ones I've seen were Glass Onion for adapted screenplay, The Whale. Oh God! What else, dude? That, <laughs> that's really it, dude. Like there, there. I did not. I'm not like I have haven't been up to date on the Oscars since it was the Knives Out year. That's how I feel when we were talking about uh, our top ten with David, dude. He's na- listing all these movies of the year and was like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with this though. I haven't seen it, but I will agree with this, dude. And I don't care if I haven't seen it. I like him. I loved Whiplash. I love La La Land. Babylon was snubbed, dude. And that is going to hurt those type of movies in the future when it comes to that. 
I agree. Still need to watch Risk. Babylon, dude. Still need to watch yeah. it. Cause look at the, some of the movies that got nominated, dude. Fucking these blockbuster shit, mo- shit films. Avatar, <laughs> uh, Top Gun. See, did Top Gun get nominated for best cinematography? I think so. Yeah, I. I think I cinematography know. it's deserving, not best picture though. Yeah, dude. That yeah. Oh, you know what would also surprise me, dude? Fucking the lady from Black Panther got a nomination for supporting actress. Oh, oh, uh, Angela Bassett. Bassett. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's but, uh, a good pick, yeah. though. That is a good pick. I, I was just surprised by it. I was like, hmm, wouldn't have thought it. You know what? Come at me with the heat, dude, because I know you like her. I'm sorry. I like I like her, too, dude. Don't have any fucking idea why Jamie Lee Curtis is nominated for an Oscar. Come on, dude. I'm so proud of her for that. <laughs> What? Dude, I didn't see anything in that film by her. Bro, the hot dog fingers. For the two minutes that she was hot dog fingers? You don't get it, dude. You don't get it. Says the kid who went to go see Avatar 2 yesterday. Shut yes, the fuck up, That's dude. right. Now Anyways. This kid went to go see Avatar 2 yesterday after we here at Galaxy of Film took a stance that we wouldn't see that movie, whether it was hell or high water. I'd rather be infected with the fucking... Fungi virus, dude. Then go see that shit. And speaking of fungi viruses, let's talk about The Last of Us Episode 2, dude. Yeah, man. Well, how did you like this one? Because, I mean, you know, I love it because I played the, or played the game, obviously. Yeah. So what are your I thoughts have on it, it? Dude, I love this fucking show. This is amazing, dude. This hmm. is great. And I was happy the fucking old lady died, dude. I was like, I don't want to see her anymore. I don't care for her. When she got bit, I was like, hell yeah, dude. Adios, amiga. Adios. But, uh, no, nah, it looks good. And Ellie grew on me, too, in this one. Um, I don't know why, but she just did, I guess. Like, I felt okay. like I saw more than I did in episode one. But I'm loving the openings to these, dude. They're, like, the quote-unquote cold openings. Oh, about the... Scary as hell, dude. Yeah, fucking creepy as hell. Sets the tone for the entire episode. Yeah, because we don't get those in the game at all. So those are really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this one especially, dude. When mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, where the, it was uh, the old doctor lady. And she's like, just bomb. Just start bombing us. You know? Yeah, dude. Like, there, there is no, like, you're fucked. Drop a bomb. Like, <laughs> Jesus, dude. It's good shit, though. Good shit, though, man. Yeah, no, it is great, man. A fucking, um, another show I watched, I, I was watching last year, got a season two premiere today, actually. How I Met Your Father, dude. Um, I know people didn't like season one that much. I enjoyed it for what it was, but I do admit, like, season one does not hold up compared to any of the seasons of How I Met Your Mother. Um, yeah. This premiere, dude, just, it's, it's a very mediocre, very, like, decent premiere at the most, but um, had a little cameo at the end of it. And I'm, I'm so, so fucking happy to see the King return. Barney Stinson is back on television, dude. Um, seeing Neil Patrick Harris in that suit was one of the biggest fuck yeah moments I've had for TV for, for years, dude. Um, very glad he's not just a cameo and he's actually gonna be a reoccurring character in season two. Um, can't fucking wait. Can't fucking wait for that. But that's dope, dude. Who is it? So someone came Alexis came over one day, dude, and she turned that on because she was saying like how she was watching it. Yeah, that show was pretty good, man. I really enjoyed it. How about your father what? or mother? Mother. Mother. Okay. Have you watched Father at all of Hillary Duff? No, dude, because I haven't even finished the uh father mother one. Yeah, mother. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so I was like I don't want to start. 
I got you. Know you know how it dude. takes me with TV, dude. It takes me a long time to get through a fucking season, dude. Like, yeah, it's fucking nine seasons for High My yeah, Mother, dude. That too, bro. Get the fuck out of here now. So good, dude. So, so good. Fucking... I love what I was seeing, dude. I love what I was watching. You know what I watched the other day as well, dude, that came out? What? Uh, fucking That 90s Show on Netflix. Oh, nice, dude. Nice. Oh, dude, speaking of shows that are coming back, mm-hmm. did you hear the news about Zoe 101? Yeah, Zoe 102? Yeah, dude, I'm pumped. I'm pumped, dude. That was my shit back in the day. Yeah, dude, it's even cooler because they did, like, a tease, like, a couple years ago for the reunion. So this actually has build-up to it. It's not just a oh, fucking yeah. Paramount Plus cash grab. Yeah. You know what the next one they need to do, dude? Ned's the Classified. They are doing that. It's a podcast series, though. The f- it's not for real, dude, because there's something with, like, the rights issues, I think, of, like, Schneider or something of that show. Oh, yeah, All I think you're three right. of them are there doing a life skill podcast. That's lit, dude. I'm going to have to start listening to podcasts now. <laughs> it's cool. No, I, I saw that a few weeks ago, actually. It just got added to Netflix. Um, I watched it one night. I was fucking stoned. I was like, let me turn this on. I was like, oh, shit. This is fun as fuck. It's some good shit, dude. I was watching the other day, too. Definitely holds Great. up. It doesn't um, have all the seasons on Netflix, but it has, you know, some good episodes. Yeah, I told yeah. you about the science teacher, dude. <laughs> oh, so fucking good, dude. Um, yeah, I started watching that 90s show. Kind of holds up to that 70s show. You know, it's like, same situation like How I Met Your Father, dude. They don't surpass the originals. Thankfully, they don't try. If you're a fan of the first one and just want more, that's what they're good for. Oh, Okay. You know, keep your expectations low. You're just getting an extension of the series of different characters, basically. Um, But it's pretty funny, though. I enjoyed it for what it was. I did finish um, Atlanta, finally. Great fucking finale. Last season's incredible. Um, One of the most well-shot things I've seen on television, too. Um, Donald Glover's a fantastic writer. Can't wait to see what he does next now that this is, you know, finally a finished product of all four seasons. But, uh, yeah, dude, finished that, and then I started Only Murders in the Building Season 2, finally. Behind on that, so. Yeah. Yeah, dude, me and Brandon did that year, LG last year, and we just fell off of it, yeah. Yeah, dude, it's been a fucking, yeah, I was gonna say, my sister and mom and dad watched that shit. I know, dude, I'm like two episodes into it so far, so hopefully but I'll finish it in like a week. I came out doing Stranger Things, so, like, it's understandable <laughs> how it just kind of like got buried for a minute, you know? Yeah, it was during Stranger Things, you're right, you're right, dude. It was during that, like, month and a half of madness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, dude. I think it's going to wrap it up for shows this week, dude. I think we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and when we come back, we got our buddy Jake from Mayhem Pictures joining us to talk about Brandon Fraser's The Whale. Yeah, dude. And let's <laughs> off the other. Uh, don't just stop middle of the sentence, bud, because you paid <laughs> it with a shit movie, so let's that off, man. We'll be right back, guys. <laughs> Oh, hi, Mark. What is up, everyone? And welcome back to a brand new episode of Galaxy of Film. It is your co-host here, Danilo. And before we dive into the episode, I wanted to just say that my thesis film, Catalina's Curse, will be out February 9th in the Facebook group called Galaxy of Film Fan Group. So be sure to check it out. I have my editor, Ethan, on it. I have an actress, Emily, and myself, who was the director. We did an amazing job. I'm really proud of it. So be sure to check it out in the Facebook group. Then it'll be available publicly March 16th uh, on our Galaxy of Film Productions YouTube channel. 
So once again, be sure to check out, out guys, and thank you, and now for the episode. It's Tyler, and I got something for you for Stream of the Week that I watch every other month. Bad Trip, Eric Andre, Lil Rel. It's a road trip movie, and I love road trips, but it's a hidden camera prank movie, most of all. Y'all know Eric Andre. They're traveling and doing real hidden camera pranks every step of the way, just terrorizing everybody, causing chaos. It's hilarious. It's peak Eric Andre, and I love it. They got a nice psychedelic drug trip scene in a grocery store, and they did they did masterfully on those special effects. I love when movies do drug scenes like that. And my favorite hidden camera prank was they had this dude in a gorilla costume accosting Eric Andre inside of a gorilla pen. But the prank was nobody around knew that it wasn't a real gorilla, which was pretty extreme, even for the move. I was not expecting that, but I'm glad they did it. Coruscant. The Galaxy of Film rating system is based off planets featured within the Star Wars films. From our highest rating to lowest, here is the order in which we rate these films. Number 5. Coruscant, the entire planet is one big city. Number 4. Bespin, it's pretty far, but I think we can make it. Mining colony? Yeah, Tabana gas mine. Number 3. Like you did by the lake on the boat. Number 2. Set your course for the hot system. And lastly, number one. Gotta get back to Jakku. Back to Jakku! Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? Man, that movie was something special, dude. I've seen it like eight times. Great film. Go watch it, guys. guys. Anyway, though, we're gonna talk about uh, two fat kids and two films that have fat people, white people, and masturbation in it. Yeah. The yeah. Whale and Fat Boy. Fat Kid Rolls the World. Jesus Christ, dude, you're such a fuck. <laughs> Did you ever watch that show, Sunny? Not, not, it wasn't Sunny with the... It was Sunny with the Chance. It was on Disney, dude. With Demi Lovato? And it was... Yeah, yeah. And they did those, like, little skits. It was, like, SNL for kids, kind of. Like, yeah. when we were growing up. Basically what it was. And there was this guy called, like, Whale Boy or something like that. He was a fucking fat kid, and he was a whale. And that's exactly what these two films remind me of. You just awoke in a weird Disney memory, dude. I totally forgot about some of those skits. I remember, like, the socks of sandals and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, what was this fucking... Or he was, like, a narwhal, dude. God, I totally forgot about that, dude. Oh, I'm trying to look up a picture. Just whale kid. Whale boy or... Yeah, dolphin like boy, sunscreen. dolphin boy. Yeah, dolphin boy, that's it, dude. Dolphin boy, not whale boy. He was fat. That's why I thought it was a fucking whale, but no, dolphin boy, dude. Yeah, dude, I totally forgot about that. That's a good one. That's a good weird memory, dude. God damn. Oh, thankfully we aren't alone for our listeners. We got Jake from Mayhem Pictures joining us. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. All moved into the new place, um, and uh, just been working and doing doing my thing. Getting watching Sundance. I really just two films. I've only watched one, but I bought two films from Sundance. Okay. And uh, yeah, one of them. One of them I watched last night. Very good. And then the other one I'm going to watch sometime soon. Sweet, dude. Okay, what films were they? So I watched, last night I watched Fair Play. It's okay. uh, it's actually with Alden Ehrenreich from Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really good in it. Um, and that one's about, it just sold to Netflix for like $20 million. So it'll be on Netflix sometime this year. Um, it's him and his, and his newly 
newly engaged wife, uh, they're both kind of competing for the top spot in this like hedge fund. Um, and then shit arises that complicates the marriage. It's really fucking good. Um, and then the other one I bought is uh, called Some- Sometimes I Think About Dying, and it's with Daisy Ridley. So two Star Wars mm-hmm. alum that kind of got fucked over from their respective films getting yeah. a chance at Sundance. So I really I was here for it, and I really liked Alden Ehrenreich in that one. Um, I'm excited to see Daisy Ridley in this this other one. Uh, so I got to check that out, and then I'll let you guys know how it is. I was about to say I think I saw her promoting that on Instagram or something. Yeah. So that's that's a cool you get a chance to watch that, dude. Do you have to watch it on your computer, man? Or can you, like, hook it up to your TV or some shit? I had a whole thing last night with my girlfriend. We were trying to set it up on TV to watch it, and I just yeah, yeah. couldn't figure it out. Uh, I, I, so I, we watched it on her laptop, and then it was fun. Okay. But it, it goes, like, to the laptop, and then you, like, have to, like, can, you can connect it probably to the TV. There's probably like, a way to do it. I just lost my patience. And once yeah. you click it, you have only five hours to watch it. So I was like, fuck, like, we have to watch this tonight. Like, I can't. Oh. Like, we're not gonna... so, so, because it's like a screener. So it's like, and it's like a, like a brand new movie that's probably not coming out until, like, God knows when. So it's like, all right, you have five hours to watch it. Like, go ahead. The second you hit play, you have five hours. And it's like, oh, well, shit. So, like, you pay 20 bucks to watch it, but you're watching it one time. Like in that five hour period, probably. Mm. And you can't like pause it and go and like watch it the next day. You're like, that's what you have to watch. Um, so it's very nerve wracking, but I watched it, uh, really liked it. And um, I'm excited to watch the other one. But yeah, not on the TV, unfortunately. And it's watermarked. <laughs> it's got my my information on it in case if I leak it, obviously. Oh, I was about to ask. That's kind of smart, dude. Damn. Yeah, it was. So you're able to like pause it, though, during those five hours, right? Oh yeah, you could okay. like because because we kept having complications like with the trying to hook it up to the TV, so we kept like getting those stupid Sundance ads like before the, the mm. like the pre-roll, um, and then the movie finally started, and then you're able to like pause it, rewind it, do whatever you got to do. Gotcha, gotcha, dude. Sounds other cool than, though. Other than that, yeah. you know, issue of doing the screen mirroring or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, dude, that sounds dope. Wasn't Cha Cha Real Smooth a Sundance film last year? Yeah. yeah. Nice, dude. You can get some good shit on there. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Gotta let me know how that Daisy one is. Yeah, but, sure. um Danilo, I think it's time. Let's go ahead and talk about this film. We've been very, very excited for this since GalaxyCon last year. We got to meet Brendan Fraser. We're doing the whale first, dude? We're not doing Fat Boy? I, we got Jake here, you fuck. Why wouldn't we do the whale first? My bad, dude. Anyway, though, yeah, dude. We saw Brendan Fraser last year at GalaxyCon. He had like his hair shaved, I guess, for the film, you know, uh, or it was like growing back, still like kind of spiky or whatever. Um, but yeah, dude, we grew up with Brendan Fraser. Mm. So I'm in a bunch of shit. Mummy for me, for sure. That's where I remember him from. And the fucking Looney Tunes, dude. Yeah, definitely Looney oh, Tunes. Yeah. Definitely back in yeah. action. Yeah, um, I never saw the George of the Jungle or some of those other ones. That was the was George Looney of the Jungle kid. And the Mummy, yeah. Yeah, I was a big, big George of the Jungle fan big fan dude we talked about back in action on the podcast a while ago that's that's wild I forgot about that yeah when we, when we had to cover that shit show called space jam okay space jam 2 is awful god that's awful, what i'm dude. saying dude but anyway though yeah dude i remember growing up with him and then he just like disappeared mm-hmm. and then like it wasn't until i got older where you were like whatever happened to brandon frazier and then you're like oh shit that's kind of sad yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It was kind of weird. He just kind of like fall off. It felt like as a kid because this is one of our like weird childhood actors, like you said, man. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Jake? Did you watch his stuff growing up? I definitely saw like George of the Jungle. Um, I think I saw 
uh, the Looney Tunes thing. I saw like bits of that for sure, but I was never like I. I don't think I've ever seen the Mummy like franchise, like none of those stuff. Like I, like I'm familiar with Brendan Fraser. I was back then anyway, uh, but like I wasn't like the biggest fan, mm. and um, I didn't know. I don't know all of the stuff that happened to him. I really like am very ignorant to all this stuff, but I'm glad that he's back. I'm glad that he's doing well, and I'm super pumped that he was able to have like such a big comeback with this film. Yeah, dude. And not only that, he's doing uh, Martin Scorsese's next film as well. Obviously, we, oh, yeah. we all know what happened to Batgirl, but he was lined up to do that as well. Like, it was a solid comeback for him, dude, by all means. Yep. But, um, Danilo, go ahead, dude. Give us your recap for The Whale. I know we've been pretty excited about this film for a while. Yeah, dude. So it's about the guy who did uh, Black Swan and Requiem for a Dream, dude. And it starts off where you were just seeing this fat guy just jack off to some gay porn. Um, and then some little missionary church boy comes in, and he reads off some, uh, I don't even know, like an essay. You don't know what it is at the time. Just some essay about fucking Moby Dick and people and whales. And I'm like, yo, is this guy getting off to this fucking thing? <laughs> um, and then he, I, he, he nutted, dude. And then his, his heart's so bad and he's so fucking fat where his nut almost gave him a heart attack. If I could go, if I go out like that, dude, not with the masturbation part, but if I go out like that, dude, where I'm, you know, slaying some bird... And I fucking, you know, nut and I have a heart attack at the same time. I'd call that a good fucking day, personally. Um, Jesus keep going Christ. On, and all he does is just kind of just stay fat and have problems. Like, that's it. Dude, he's just staying fat and dealing with that. We find out he's a teacher. Um, his daughter just randomly comes over because he reaches out to her. He has a friend who's a nurse. La-di-da-di-da. He's trying to get closer with his daughter because he realizes he's, like, fucking dying. He only has, like, five, six days to live. Um, it goes by weekly. This is one of those classes in college that meets Monday and Wednesday. So, you know, fuck those classes. Actually, no, dude, those classes are gas because I have one that meets Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Fuck that Friday class, dude. Fuck that Friday class. Keep going on, dude. The nurse takes care of him. He just keeps on eating, just keeps getting fatter. He walks around with, like, a wheeler. And, you know, his life just ain't doing too hot. His daughter comes in, Sadie Sink. And he tries to get a relationship, ain't too and too hot. Missionary comes in, the his friend who's a nurse is like telling the missionary to piss off. But Sadie Sink's fascinated with the missionary kid. She's like, yo, what the hell? Like, this kid's actually kind of dope. Um, we keep going on, we find more about like, what the hell that relationship happened. Um, when he was younger, he fucking had an affair with one of his students, or left for one of his students who was a guy, and he was obviously married to a woman, that's why he has a kid. So uh, that whole fucking family was just torn apart because then he left and kind of forgot about the daughter. Feels bad about it. la di da di da The nurse, like, we find out the missionary kid fucking is not a missionary kid. He's just some random dude who left because he stole some money trying to find, trying to help people with through God's word. Um, say sink. Then is like, uh, let me call your parents and just, you know, send, you ba- send your ass back home. <laughs> then everyone gets a nice little reunion, dude. We find out Brandon Fraser actually has 120 grand in the bank account. Um, and it's all for Sadie, but he's dying, dude, and then he tries to kill himself a few times, he gets pizza, meets a delivery driver, um, then at the end, dude, he gets up, he stands, and he meets God, and he has Sadie Sink read the fucking whale poem, whale essay again, all because it was the best thing he's ever heard in his life. Yeah, dude, um... He dies. <laughs> it's not funny, but god damn it, your descriptions. <laughs> um... Yeah, dude, this was a hard one to watch, I mean, honestly, dude. What was your initial thoughts um, and after leaving the theater for this, Danilo? I was great, dude. It was absolutely fantastic. I've So far, this guy, I love everything he's done. I love Darkham for a Dream. I loved, um, what do you call it? 
Black Swan, I love this, dude. Like, they all have a tonal... Like, they all have the exact same tone to him. This one was just... Because he's in a house, dude. And I'm like, why the fuck isn't he opening up the goddamn windows? You know, like, come on now. Like, it's a fucking middle of the day. And you're telling me it's still this dark in here? But you watch his other movies and it's like that. But no, I loved it, dude. I love Brendan Fraser's performance. I'm I'm not a fan of Sadie Sink in The Stranger Things. I hate her fucking character. So I was happy to see her in this and something that I actually enjoy. Uh, but I like the poem the most, dude. I thought that was one of the coolest things ever. Him being a teacher um, and that essay or whatever that his daughter wrote when she was in eighth grade. Okay, dude. Why don't you like Sadie Sink in Stranger Things? I don't, know, I don't remember you talking about that it's one. Annoying, dude. She's just annoying. It's, she's just annoying. Just change your <laughs> character, bro. You, you did your, you know, you did, you had your little trope in whatever season you plopped into. It's time for a new one. Change it up. You passed that character arc a long time ago. We don't need to have that anymore. Dang. Okay, strong words. Strong words, dude. Jesus. <laughs> Jake, what were your initial thoughts leaving the theater for this? I thought it was really, like, very powerful. Um, I was very moved by Brendan's uh, performance. I was moved by, like, everybody's, like, performance. It was all very, like, nuanced, and, and it had layers to it. You know, I was surprised. Like, I was kind of expecting, like, Sadie Sink to just be, like, his, like, bratty little daughter who's, like, very unappreciative and, like, doesn't really, like, you know, understand the weight of the situation and how, like, you know, her father's dying before her eyes, you know, stuff like that. And uh, to see, like, her kind of break through as the movie goes on, I thought she was, like, probably the best part of the movie in okay. my eyes. Like, I, I really thought she was fantastic. Um uh his his caretaker who's just like fed up who's like literally like i'm killing you by letting you do this but we're already past the point of you getting help so fuck it you know it's like you know she's just like letting him eat his meatball sandwiches and whatever Mm. you know just enabling him and it's so shitty to watch and it's just heartbreaking but you're like damn you know she loves him and she wants him to stick around but like we're past the point of return, you know? So it's just like, let him, let him ride out and let him do his thing and let him be happy and eat and do whatever the fuck he wants. It's really, it's so like hard to watch. And even with the, with the, the, the religious guy, the, the kid from insidious and, uh, and iron man three, he was, he was, yep. That's him. Oh, little fucking, um, Oh, what is this? Harley? I think, or something. Harvey. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, God, dude, that's why he looked familiar. Damn. Okay. (laughs) Yep. He was, he was good. He, he, you know, he, he was like, you learn a lot about him as well toward Mm -hmm. the end. Like it it gets really, everybody had their time to shine. Um, and everybody, everybody's a little shitty and everybody's a little good. Like I really thought like nobody was like a wholly great person. And I thought like the, the movie did a great job portraying that. Um, I thought this screen, I mean, this is crazy that this movie didn't get an adapted screenplay nomination, honestly, like, the fact that, like, this has gone so, like, unnoticed by the, by the Oscars, the, yesterday morning, it's like, it's kind of insane, like, it's only got three nominations, and it's like, this, this is, this is better than that, like, I don't know if it only deserved three nominations, like, it definitely should have gotten adapted screenplay, because mm-hmm. it is very well written, um, and it's based off of a play, um, and you can kind of see that because it's all taking place in this one location. Um, but it's engaging the whole time. Like, I usually don't like movies like that where it's like, let's just sit in this. I mean, the menu kind of did that too, but they did it really well as well. Or it's like, we're in this one spot for like the majority of the runtime. Mm-hmm. Um, 
how do you make that engaging? And they find ways to do it where they have elements coming in and out of the house and um, they have new developments happening just every scene. Um, yeah, no, I was very moved by it, like uh, almost to the point of like actual tears. Like it was, I like I never cry during these things, but like I was like, damn, man, this is hitting hard. And uh, it did hit hard. And it was, I hope, I hope he wins. I hope he wins the Oscar. Absolutely, dude. I like what you're saying how like each character kind of gets their own spotlight in this one. Um, it's weird because they do get their spotlight, but it's like a spotlight of like self-destruction for each individual character, which I really like. Because um, like we saw, I, I'm only familiar with my cream for a dream with this with this guy's work. Um, and with that, obviously, you know, we see the the two friends going through it, the girlfriend and the the mother or the grandmother, whoever, going through like their whole spirals through life. This one's really interesting to see because it's not necessarily a spiral, but it's a toll on each person individually. Um, so, like, we're seeing the, the, the pastor kid, the fucking Mormon, he's, um, you know, clearly struggling for religion and also, like, his self-values of his parents, which is kind of cool. Obviously, we have the, the stuff of Brandon Fraser and his self-values, but I do really, really think his caretaker uh, relationship and friendship is interesting, because, like I said, she's defeated this whole time, so it's a weird, almost, like, give up and just accept and, like, appreciate what you have left dynamic which is really interesting to see brought out. Um, but yeah, dude, overall, I think this film has a really, really well done balance of self-destruction, mental health, also, like, handling the, terms, uh, the topic of sexuality and religion in, like, a really respectful way, odd enough, to where it doesn't bring up or challenge everything, um, to where it is very, like, in-your-face, in a sense, but you're seeing everything have a counterbalance, which is really interesting. Um... But I think more more than anything, dude, this movie did, like, speak to me in a weird way. Like, I remember at the Alamo, um, we have, like, these order cards, because we have, like, actual waiters and waitresses come through for your orders. And during those, I write, like, random notes and whatever for the podcast sometimes. But there was a quote that stuck with me, man, from this movie, where it's towards the end, where it's uh, when Fraser's talking to his, his students before he, like, signs off the laptop for the final time, going on saying, these amazing, honest things you wrote, they matter. That shit just stuck with me, dude. Like, obviously, you know, us doing the filmmaking stuff, we're putting out our own projects, our own workout. So it's like a real struggle to see, like, my own pen to paper come onto a screen. It's a big eye-opener. And, like, there's a lot of stuff, like, I would like to, to write that I just am not comfortable with that yet. And I don't know, dude. Maybe it was because I just did my first short. And this was, I think, the first movie I saw afterwards. Maybe this was just that damn good of a performance, dude. This thing spoke to me and, like, gave me a bunch of confidence in that whole department. Um, and because of that, it's stuck with me ever since. Like, this has been one of the most, like, memorable things I've seen in a theater in the past year and a half, two years since we started the podcast. It's ridiculous, dude. Um, I was absolutely blown away. And I love the, the visual aspect of him dying and finally standing up and, you know... Like, more or less meeting God, like what Danilo said in that aspect. Um, yeah, dude, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> Danilo, is there anything you didn't like about this one? No, dude, I love this fucking film. Uh, you can tell, you, you can tell whoever, Darren, whoever Darren had is a fucking teacher growing up in school or whatever. He mm -hmm. had a teacher like uh, Mr. Frazier, Mr. Brendan Frazier, Mr. F Charlie or whatever. Because there are teachers out there who, will t who just say, stop with the bullshit. Like, just stop writing just bullshit to me. And they'll actually tell you to write something. And it's those teachers you'll probably remember forever. I've had a handful of them. And by handful, I mean two. Who told me, write some of this stuff. If you swear in it, that's fine. 
you know, he's like, you're adults, you know, not to swear in an essay when it comes like to corporate or uh, to like a corporate email, you know, but if you want to write however you want to write, you know, write your shit out and it'll be the truth. It'll be better writing than you probably have ever written. But these are bullshit assignments. And I had one teacher in high school um, who had us do that a few times. And I, I, I still have those fucking papers somewhere in, in a folder in a storage unit because I was proud of that work. That was some work I've never been proud of in my life, but I was proud of that work. Like I, you know, cause I am one of those things. It's just like it's bullshit for the fucking classes, you know, like, yeah, I love this because of X, Y, Z. But yeah, when Sadie Sink was said that about uh, that Walt, uh, Walt Whitman poem or whatever, I was like a faggot and all that shit. I was like, yeah, dude, if that's her, if that, that's a thesis right there. And if she wants to just take that and run with it, yeah, that'd be a cool paper to actually read. Mm. So I loved it that he was a teacher, and I think that was an interesting concept, though. Um, f- you know, from it, I don't know if that's how it is in the play. Um, I never read that, but if it is, if it isn't, it's cool that he brought that to uh, to light. But everything else I liked in this movie, there's nothing I didn't like. I would have liked to maybe see one interaction with uh, him and his late husband, um, mm-hmm. but that's really about it. Like. You know, and that's not necessary for me to understand the story or get the story and all that. But I think it would have been cool to, like, see, like, how they interact maybe just, like, one time. I agree. That would have been kind of cool. I was almost expecting that uh, whenever we saw the the beach vision. But obviously, different time periods. Sadie as a kid. I thought yeah, we were right. going to see, uh, towards the very end of it, though, like, him come into frame in a sec. Or just for a second. But I agree. That would have been kind of a cool thing to see. Um, I also don't really have any gripes of this one. Like I said, this is basically a perfect movie for me. Um, I mean, I've, this, everyone knows this is on my top 10 list for the year. Um, yeah, dude, I fucking love this thing. Absolutely. Um, Jake, what about you, man? Do you have any gripes of this? I did. I thought like, you know, I, I, for me anyway, I don't know if anybody else felt this way, but like that one bit where he's like, just goes on a rampage of, like, eating a bunch of, like, throwing ranch on pizza and just going to town. I thought the tone was kind of lost there. I think it was, like, in that, like, some of those moments like that where, like, you know, he's doing this and he's, like, when he's beaten off in the beginning, it's almost, I think it's, I think the point is you're supposed to show how, like, pathetic he's become. Mm-hmm. But to me, it came off as a little comical. And it juggled the tone a little, like, I was just very uncomfortable watching that. And I was, obviously, you're supposed to be like, oh, God, like, why are you doing this to yourself? What the fuck? Um, but to me, it was just like, are they, like, I, I, what are, are they trying to elicit laughs right now? Or are we trying to, like, because it was just so, like, chaotic, that whole energy. Um, but other than that, I, I thought it was great. And I, I really think, like, and that's, like, a two-second scene in an otherwise very good mm-hmm. movie. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, like, I do think sometimes, at times, it's it drags a little bit. But other than that, I think it, it just, it flew by for me, and I thought it was, I thought it uh, did everything well. I want to pose a question, actually. Okay. Because I thought of this, I thought of this on the drive home, at, right after seeing this. Do you guys think... This is like choose your own ending here, and to mm. just to make it even more like sad and depressing. Do you guys truly think Sadie Sink uh, wanted to do right by the religious kid and wanted to send that tape out to get him reconnected to his family, or do you think Charlie is just grasping at straws and he's like, 
oh, she cares. She wants to do something. And it's like, but truly, she had all this, like, malice intent to do with, like, she wanted to ruin his life more. Like, <sighs> I don't, I, where, where do you guys think? I remember you asked this whenever we first watched, I think. You had texted me about this. Um, I don't know, dude. I, I like both possibilities, being honest with you. Because if she did that for malicious intent, it goes further into her, like, self-destructive path. So I can right. really, really see it. For my own peace of mind, though, I want to hope, you know, she did the right thing. But what about you, Danielle? What do you think? Yeah, that's absolute bullshit, dude. She for <laughs> sure did it just to get him in trouble. Tried to get him in trouble. The only reason, like he, like you say, he's not grasping for air. He's just a positive guy. Right. That like that's like he's just kind of you know he knows he's dying, so he's just looking for the good in anyone now at this point, even if they are you know evil as his as her mom says. But I mean, she shows him the laptop that says something like you know hella boil or you know hell's gonna be deep fried or some shit. Yeah. And his instant response was like, man, she's a good writer. You know, like, mm -hmm. get the fuck out of here, you know? Like, no, she's just being rude, she's just being a dick, and she will have a self-destructive path um, going down her entire life unless something helps, unless she only helps herself. Um, so maybe it is at the end when, you know, he uh, he goes, she reads the poem and she sees, like, oh, my dad's actually a good guy, he actually cares. Maybe that was the thing that's going to spark the better path. But no, for sure, she just wanted to get him in trouble. Dang, dude. Maybe we'll find out in the whale, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, what is your um what are your final comments and rating on this one, Danilo? For sure, of course, Aunt Dude. This thing was absolutely excellent. Brought me to tears many times. The fights between the whole family were great. Just the little things Brendan Fraser Brendan Fraser like said or Charlie said after the fight and during the fight, my opinion were was amazing. I mean, you know, I have divorced parents, but and when he said like this is the first time we've all been in the same room since eight years, you know, like that was his big takeaway. I was like, yeah, that's something special right there, man. Like, even though, like, it's a, it was a shit show, it's still something special that you guys were in the same room. You could see the wife still loved him to an extent. Um, but, no, it was fantastic, dude. It was a fantastic movie. He put in a hell of a performance. And I think the essay, I think the essay that Sadie Sink wrote when she was in eighth grade, dude, is a, is a great essay as well. You know, it encapsulates this whole entire fucking movie about and i never i never thought of moby dick like that but like once she said that i was once it was read i was like oh yeah it's actually really interesting take on moby dick mm -hmm. like a really interesting take you know everyone thinks it's about surviving and hunting but it's actually about just a guy who's living a fucking loser life the the pirate or whatever so yeah okay dude for me this is also a coruscant um and i think the the coolest thing about this movie um, it's probably provided one of the most memorable theater experiences for me since COVID, I'd argue. Um, it was by no means a sold-out showing. I think it was maybe at most 10 of us in this theater. Um, as soon as those credits started rolling, though, and Fraser's name came on screen, every one of us started clapping. So it was kind of a nice, like, feel-good moment, dude. Like, obviously, you know, pre-COVID, we had those Avengers assemble moments where everyone's screaming in the theater. But that one felt like a really heartfelt, like... Fucking retards. Okay, dude, shut the fuck up, man. This is a course not. Fuck you, Jake. What's your rating? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a, a best one on its way to course not. I think it's nearly there. I, I, I really thought it was, like, a great showcase for all these actors. Um, I, I was very moved. And that's very rare in this day and age to make a... For a film to move me like that, you know? And I thought, like... You know, a lot of the stuff about, like, what he's saying about, like, writing and stuff like that. It really hit home. And mm -hmm. um, 
yeah, I I was very moved. I thought it was fantastic. I can't wait to see. I hope I see Brendan Fraser up on that stage, and I hope he gives a very heartfelt speech. I'm very excited for him. Absolutely agree, dude. Absolutely agree. Danilo, go ahead and give us the description, your, your rundown for the next fat film. If I ever see someone ever stand up at fucking AMC, dude, and clap for, what what's it called, Kang? Kang Dynasty Quantumania? No, Quantumania, dude. People start cheering during Quantumania, dude, but they don't cheer for the Nicole Kidman ad. That's where we have a problem. <laughs> if you're cheering for Avengers movies, dude, but you're not cheering for the AMC Nicole Kidman ad, we have a problem, dude. That's cool, though, man, that people cheer for Brendan. Mm-hmm. You know what isn't cool? The two fat fucks that walked out of the movie because they said they didn't know what was going on. Here's what was going on, you old fucks. You're watching your own life. <laughs> Holy but, shit. But uh, anyway, though, let's talk about Fat Boy Rules the World or whatever, dude. So this was a shit show of a movie. Fat God. kid just tries to kill himself, basically, in the beginning of the movie. And unfortunately, someone saved him, and I had to watch a hour and 40 fucking minutes of this goddamn film because he had a life. Um... Then he gets, like, robbed, get his money taken. He goes lives with the kid. I don't even know a fucking kid's name anymore. He was fat, so. Um, but he lives with his dad, dude, who is, like, an ex-Marine or some shit. And he's having, he's just aggressive. He kind of, you know, upset with that his dad, that his kid is fat. And he was in the Marines, and he has another kid who's chilling as well. Anyway, though, dude, the kid who saved the fat kid's life is a skinny, like, kind of, like, rock and roll punk kid. Kind of very cliche for... <laughs> What the fuck is this, dude? Like, 2000s? You this know. This is uh, 2012? Yeah, but it was like, took place in like 2000s. You know, like, it's one of these cliche type things where he's, you know, just a fucker. Um, you know, he's doing drugs and all that shit. Um, dad doesn't want him hanging out with them, but he's like, hey, you know, dude, you should join the band, get a drum set, start jamming out with us. You know, like, we're cool. Um, fat kid's like, I don't know, man. Anyway, dude, this whole friendship fucking blossoms. They're chilling, they're feeling good about themselves. Um, the dad gets him a drums kit too, cause he's like, this is my only fucking friend that my fat kid has, so I guess, you know, we gotta, we gotta support him somehow. Um, that happens, dude, they do some, they like, put pants on the fucking wall. They're just punks, dude, they're just fucking punks, and the other kid's just, uh, just a bad, a worse punk. You know, like, this is like if Max were to be influenced by me, dude. Jesus be, Christ, no, dude. You know I'm right, dude, you know I'm right, bud, you know I'm right, man. But anyway, though, we keep going on, man. We finally get to the big moment where he's, like, ready to fucking rock and roll, dude. Oh, this kid's horny, by the way, dude. This kid is thinking about just random shit throughout the day, which is actually a, a pretty cool part of the movie. Um, but he's looking at women, thinking, like, oh, my God, what would happen if this woman just fucking got the water splashed on her white shirt during science class? And then he's thinking about some other shit, how he, like, gets beat up and arrested. Anyway, though, dude, big drum set happens. Um, he fucking just vomits everywhere, dude. This guy projectiles. This guy pulls a Danilo on Halloween, dude. Where it's just <laughs> fucking water flying out of his fucking mouth. Um, still didn't lose any weight after that. But his stomach was empty. Um, anyway, though, dude, we keep on going on. And we get to the part where the kid... Oh, uh, the punk rock kid gets like... He ODs or some shit. Right? Yeah, he, he ODs. Yeah, he ODs. He has to go to the hospital, dude. And then, like every great Michael Bay ending, dude, the good music comes in, we're assembling the team, we're gonna throw on one good show, that kid's ready to fucking just rip rip the band kit, he rips the band kit, dude, and somehow the OD kid just comes out of the fucking hospital looking like nothing touched him, and that's how the movie ends, dude. Yeah, you don't, you didn't like this thing, dude? No, this was stupid, dude. This was fucking stupid. If I was maybe a kid, and I watched this shit, dude... Wow, like, I was, when this come out, you said 2012? 2012, yeah. Yeah, if I was, like, 12, 13, 
14, 15, 16 in my, you know, passage of right movies or rite of passage movie times where mm-hmm. that's all we were watching. I might have actually really liked this one, dude. I'm 22 going on 23. This is not something that I ever needed to see in my life, dude. I thought the interesting Dang. thing from the director were those, like, little, uh, what do you call it? Those, like, side quests he would do, where they weren't real at all. Oh, like the cutaway you know? bits. Yeah, where, you know, like, where he did get arrested, where he's thinking about, like, the girl or whatever. Um, and then there was one more, dude. He where he shot. was going to kill himself. Yeah, he gets shot. That's it. Where he gets shot, dude. And I was like, now that's an interesting concept for a film. Everything else about this was just, you know, not, nothing too special, dude. Dang, I love this thing, dude. This was, like, I think my last rental, like, actual rental from Blockbuster before they did, like, their out-of-business sales, which I ended up buying the copy from them. Um, okay. Yeah, dude, so I did watch this 13, 14. Maybe that has that effect, but I still love those Rite of Passage coming-of-age films. Um, yeah, I don't know. This, I fucking love this movie, man. I think it's great. I think this is a great pairing for The Will of Teal. Both deals in mental health and self-values. Um, obviously the whale is a bit more self-destructive and this is a bit more like together uplifting in a sense, but, um, yeah, yeah, dude, this was like, I think the first film where I was that young and I could like acknowledge self-worth, I think as well. I don't know, man. Okay, man. I don't know. That's, that blows my mind. I thought you'd love this thing, dude, because it's a little B movie of those cutaway bits. This is C tier, man. This is C tier. I know B tier, dude. B tier or 17 again, bro. This is C tier. Was Zach Efron? Fuck that movie, dude. Are you kidding me? 17 again. 17 is again a good is a good B movie, dude. Is that is I thought it was a Disney movie, wasn't it? It is a Disney movie. Yeah. That's I still call that a B movie, dude. It's like a, one of those Disney originals, you know. I know. I thought it was like a full-fledged didn't they get a theatrical release whole 9 yards. Yeah. But it's one of it's still one of those like fucking Disney movies, though. Anyway, though, dude. Dang, yeah, dude. This movie didn't have a lot that I enjoyed about it. Um, I, like, the dead, dude, like, takes a fucking left turn, buys a drum kit and everything. Um, we never see anything more about the brother, the little young brother or whatever. I don't even know his fucking name. It's the dude from um, Halloween, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, dude. It was all right. It was just, yeah. Dang. I don't know, man. I'm a bit shocked know. by this one. I, I really like this. Matthew Lillard directed it, which is cool, too. I think this is, like, the only thing he's directed. But, well, hopefully it stays that way unless he gets another, a better screenplay, dude. Come on, man. I have no gripes with this thing, honestly. Do you think he's dead the whole time, dude, and this is, like, the sixth sense where the dad just sees him <laughs> and the other kid's fucking dead, too, and they both got hit by the goddamn bus and he lost his kids and everything, so it's actually just the dad's mind? Cause that's what I thought, dude. I was like, "What a, what a great plot that would have been, where everyone's fucking dead and the dad's just, you know, he lost the wife, he's he he lost the kids, and so it's just this story the dad creates in his fucking head." I, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> yeah, but see how see how that just blew your mind. That's what this movie needed to have, dude. Not fat so kid like looking at a fucking woman in thong for. 10 minutes, dude, and then had a whole side quest with the in the fucking science room with, like, water spraying down on her. Oh, that was right, dude. Yeah, they do short bear tits in this. <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude. Oh, so what... what ah, fuck it. What, what's your final comments and rating on this one, Danilo? <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. 
What do you want me to say? <laughs> I'm giving you my honest opinions right now. That's I, I know. I'm, I'm hearing it, though. I think me tossing out, dude, the fucking dad being, the dad is just imagining all this shit. It's pretty great, too, man. He has a psychotic break and tapes up his kids, his dead kids' khakis on the fucking wall and starts writing that shit by himself, dude. Yeah, man, yeah. For you listeners out there who have seen this movie, watch this shit again if you like it and ha keep that in your mind. And you're going to be like, I actually love this movie even more now than I did before. Jesus yeah, dude. fuck, dude. What is your rating on this thing? <laughs> um, This thing is a fucking Gungan. It's just that bad where it doesn't even get a planet, dude. It's just fucking Jar Jar Banks a Gungan. Um, I don't recommend it personally, but if this was... Uh, oh, God. Tyler's stream of the week, dude. Still watch it like eight times. hundred times. <laughs> but I don't think it was, so, you know. <laughs> like I said, dude, going with the mindset of it's just in the dad's head. He's like, you know, he's just losing his fucking mind. This is a chorus song, dude. I fucking love this movie. Fuck you. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. This Maybe it has a special place in my heart, dude. Maybe I can look past the bullshit or whatever. You know? But I, I just adore this thing, man. I've always looked back on this with positive thoughts. I love the ending on how we don't get to see the full concert, surprisingly. Because um, it's just enough of a saving grace, dude, to know both characters are going to be okay at that point. The dad ends it there, dude. Dad ends it there? <laughs> <You> just... <laughs> the dad is like, he, he has a concert and he just, it ends, dude. Because he ends it. Jesus dude, Christ, watch, dude. I want you to watch this movie now with that thought in your head, dude. Jake's either never going to watch this or he's going to watch it tonight. That's, what, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these two sides of the spectrum, I'm almost like, I'm almost like tempted to watch it. First of all, I'm very curious to see a Matthew Lillard-directed film. I think that's very interesting. That's, like, the reason I'm still on board to check it out. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I kind of want to be Danilo's test subject here and watch it with that in mind. You know what I mean? The dad loses everything in life, dude, and it's just him in this one-bedroom apartment just rethinking past traumas, dude. Jesus Christ. Only the best here in Galaxy of Film. But when the kid, when the kid, what was the little kid's name? His brother's name. I don't even fucking know, dude. He's okay. the skirt kid from Halloween, though. Um, yeah, let's call him Halloween Boy, dude. When Halloween Boy's like, man, if I got a drum kit, maybe, maybe you spend some time with me. And then the dad sends him away, dude. Mm. That's because the dad did send him away in real life, too, man. He, he just couldn't deal with the trauma of the little kid knocking his drum kit as well. So he sent him back up in heaven. Jesus fucking Watch Christ. Watch the movie, dude. dude, with that in your mind next time you turn it on. But, we'll... Jesus, dude, Jesus. Let's wrap this up, dude. Let's fucking wrap this up, bro. Yeah. Oh, shit. What are we talking about next week, Daniel? Do you even know off the top of your head? Seventh Seal and uh, No Country for Old Men, which, surprisingly, for our audience out there, doesn't sound like it fucking works at all, but it actually works a lot. Yeah. Very excited for that, dude. This is actually uh, my rewatch for No Country for Old Men, so I'm really pumped for that, too. Yeah, sick one, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like, uh, I like, in in what's his name, like, Ignar Bergman or something, dude, who did The Seventh Seal. He I, he did Persona. Great fucking film. Probably my favorite film of all time, dude. I thought that was Apocalypse Now, dude. I know. I, I was going to say it was on my fucking all-time list. Yeah, dude, sick. Whatever. Man, what can you do, man? Can't like, I give a fuck, but, uh, you know, 
he's a great director, dude. I love his fucking storytelling. Mm. But um, dude, also Matthew Lillard, dude, for directing, the writing might not have been anything fucking special, but his directing like wasn't bad. Okay, yeah, that's reassuring to hear, though. It, it was typical, it was typical B directing, dude. I was like, you know, I wonder why he hasn't done anything better, you know? Like, mm. give him the fucking whale script, see what see what the fuck's happening. But anyway, though, check those movies out, guys, because that's what we're gonna be talking about next week. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, man. Oh, boy. Jake, obviously, dude, you're here like every other week. You've been here for a hot minute, one of our longest guest stars at this point. Where can our listeners follow you if they don't follow you already, man? You guys can follow me on Instagram, at Jakey Lemon. Uh, on Twitter, probably the very similar handle, if not maybe a little different. Uh, I'm not really on Twitter, but I like to like shit on there. Um, and, uh, yeah, YouTube, uh, Mayhem Pictures, inactive, but we're working on it. Um mm. And yeah, other than that, just chilling. Awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Just fucking chilling, dude. That's and right. you know what, Danilo? We're just chilling here at Galaxy of Film as well, dude. Where can our listeners find us? Free YSL. Um, at Galaxy of Film on all fucking platforms, dude. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Galaxy of Film Productions on YouTube. Um, what the fuck else do we have, dude? The uh, fucking Facebook website? Group, the Galaxy of Film Fan Club. Mm-hmm. Um, or fan group. Just look up Galaxy of Film dude on Facebook. You'll fucking find it. Galaxyoffilm.com. You know. Yeah, dude. There. I got my short film Like a Surgeon. Checked it out. Link down below as well. That shit. Yep. Fucking yeah, dude. I think we're just gonna wrap it up for this week. I think we're balling, dude. I think we're balling. Hell yeah, dude. And while we're balling, we need all of you guys to go ahead and consider leaving us an iTunes and Spotify review because it truly does help out the show much more than you can imagine. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Three thugger, bro.